This album is dedicated to all brothers and sisters. My men and my women. And hey, yo, it's time. Put our hands together for Hip hop, hip hop. Cause who I'm talking about, y'all, is hip hop. The stories of hip hop, of rap music, are the stories of a million MCs who, inside of them, the words are coming, the words they need to make sense of the world around them. The words are witty and blunt, abstract and linear, sober and fucked up. And when we decode that torrent of words, by which I mean really listen to them with our minds and our hearts open, we can understand their world better, and ours too. It's the same world. This is Rhymes and Reasons. My name is Edward Onachi. I'm from San Antonio, Texas. Grew up in Virginia Beach, Virginia, and since then have lived all over the East Coast, as well as Chicago, Illinois, and Champaign, Illinois. I'm a DJ. I also call myself a turntable liberationist. I'm a student. I'm a teacher. Many things to many different people and many things to myself. <laughs> hey, you're right. You're trying to break your car. What? New York life. Tight strife. So I'm trying to shine the light, yo. <laughs> Most deaf. Man, how do I even begin talking about this song? If you can hear, you can hear. The song is the B-side of the Universal Magnetic, which I first remember hearing, I, I believe, back in 1996 or 97, before I knew who Most Def was, before I knew what Rockus was or anything like that. I, at the time, was in high school. I was a certified beat junkie and hip-hop head, an aspiring DJ, somewhat aspiring b-boy. I, I heard Universal Magnetic first. I heard it on the radio on a mix show. I believe it was on it was on 103 Jams. I'm pretty sure that DJ Law played it. So I went to the record store, had just started DJing, went to the record store. My mom had to drive me because I don't even think I have my license yet. And I was looking for this record and a couple other ones. And I was like, word, Universal Magnetic. That's my song. I really just like the first, I, I believe, 16 bars. He does this intro at the beginning where he it's like a real simple drum beat. And he does this real simple rap that is just it blew my mind at the time. Still blows my mind today every time I listen to it. Yo, it's most deaf. Trying to keep it eye level. I ain't trying to beat nobody in the head. Well, not yet anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A, B, boys rock the world CDs and tapes help generate papes E, F is the import of death G, good, H is what style B But I grab the microphone and MC Roll off the tongue like elemental P And when I am done, you will agree Most deaf represent most definitely Took it home and first thing I did was listen to the B-Sox I had heard the Universe of Magnetic already That's that's what I did with records I would always listen to the B-Side first Because I believed then and still believe today that some of the best tracks are those that don't even make it to the album that we don't hear on the radio. It's, it's the B-sides. And so I started playing it. The beats, crazy. Like I said, I was a certified beat junkie. Just I, I would listen to the beat sometimes to my own detriment. I would often realize that I was listening to the songs that I didn't even really like based on the lyrics. But this one comes in and most deaf begins he's like let me see if i can remember the words most deaf blessed with the breath of life so arise and give praises to my face to where the mighty sun raises First name Dante, last name Bizet. Build a house of tomorrow with bricks stuck today. My foundation rest on the law, cornerstone. Shine the light through the mic to radiate your zone. See the world that we know is about to get finished. I'm watching last days wind down in the final minutes. Got dreams of paradise with my whole family in it. So I ain't got time to play no crime lieutenant. Do you got time to play the crime lieutenant? See, time is the asset. How you gonna spend it? The way you handle your speed, well documented. It's the raw authentic. Was in it to make you bump the joint and then beyond city limits 21st. No time to approach your thing, timid. My name is most definitely just how I can get in it. That alone just blew me away because at the time I was, I was 
trying to be really religious. Like I went to church all the time, but I also have been significantly influenced by a bunch of other religious beliefs. And so I also was kind of becoming critical of Christianity and just thinking of other ways of, of understanding the creator. And so he, he starts with that. And, I, you know, I'm just like, oh, man, this dude's Muslim. I didn't really know much about Islam at the time, but I knew that they faced the East. And I've always also been somewhat of a stargazer and I've always been into the sun and stars and all, all that. So I was just like, well, word, that's that's what I like anyway, because I like to watch the sunrise. So it speaks to me. But then he just keeps on going and going and going. I mean, he says stuff like build the house of tomorrow with bricks of today. My foundation rests on a law cornerstone. And I'm just like, yo, this dude is on some other stuff. Is at the time I liked Mob Deep, I liked Capone and Noriega. I liked Black Moon, a bunch of other hip hop artists. But he just with lines like that, he just distinguished himself so much from the rest. I couldn't help but admire this person who was spitting these lyrics. I'm sipping wishing well water imported from Pluto. That's why my eyes is glassy. So you ain't got the ice. The interplanetary Illuminati move your body. I track the stars first, so fuck her and sky. I do basement parties on a mother ship. Now I'm on planet Earth on some other ship. Man, inhabitants of this world be striving and struggling. Trying to eat food and keep the rights to they publish them. Huh. Get to red hot, man, that shit is like bubbling. Can't get no peace because the beast keep Troubling. Youth, they opposing the blows, they be doubling. Night heads is trifling, the shots, they be thundering. Ways that customs don't make any sense. They be giving me stress and they test my maintenance. Use the sand and the umma as my sustenance. No, the style will never lack melanin's my evidence. Again, I didn't know who Most Def was. I didn't know who Tyler Crowley was. I, I had just learned who Most Def was. Because my friend, I think, told me, oh yeah, that's Universal Magnetic, that's Most Def. But I didn't know he was on Fortify Live. I had heard that song, I think, first, or maybe I heard it shortly after. I can't remember. And I started connecting the dots like, oh, man, most deaths with Reflection Eternal and and erroneously thought he was part of Re Reflection Eternal because he was on the song with them. But I, I was really digging that song as well in 2000 Seasons. And I was just like, man, they're just on something different. They're, they're doing the things that I feel my personal journey is leading me towards at the moment. They're on some spiritual stuff. They're on some revolutionary stuff. I didn't know anything about revolution, capitalism, but they're using these words and they just spoke to me. I, I started looking into what they meant. <laughs> and and I, I really think, I always tell people like, you know, I've always kind of been more into like positive music and stuff like that. But hearing stuff like, if you can hear, you can hear, made me almost completely abandon the Capone Noriega stuff, the Mob Deep stuff, because I was just like, that's not who I am. That's not what I'm about. This right here is what I'm on. If you can hunt, you can hear we in your atmosphere. Shine like black gold, burn like black coal. Make a old time I roll up his sleeves, that that's cold. Behold, the one that only has blessed my testimony. Approach the ceremony, authentic, never phony for death, but never lonely. Keep the camp folk close. Watch you rip it on Pacific and Atlantic coast with the antidote. For the poisonous snake lies wet on their lips. Put the hiss on tape. You can't get on straight. This is dead on tape. Accompanied by Sean J with the bid on bait. Put the grid on play on the Hit on trade, hot damn a cap with Kirk and the cling on say You can't sit on stay, you better get up on the M-O-T-I-V-A-T Real life, ain't no freebie, my seed Can't be any more time for freaky geeky I'm moving on up like George and Wheezy Who said that this was easy? They must have been tree top high Stand in your ear until I both face die We all got to die, so all got to try To live life right in sight of most high I grew up in Virginia right Beach, Virginia for most of my life And... I grew up in a somewhat religious household. My mother made sure that we were in church Sunday morning, Sunday evening, Wednesday evening when they had Bible studies. And if there were other things throughout the week or the weekend, she made sure that we were there. And I always kind of like struggled with actually believing in it. But at certain times in my life, I tried because I thought I was supposed to. I was like, oh man, if I don't believe this, I'm in trouble. So... I was in high school at, at one of those points where I decided to make a commitment towards really just like 
you know, living my life, quote unquote, right. And I remember at the same time, though, having been influenced by the five percenters because I was listening to a lot of Wu-Tang Clan and they were completely the opposite. Like, you know, don't believe in no mystery God, this, that and the third. And, and just because the nation of gods and earths are direct descendant of the nation of Islam, you know, there's a lot of Islamic rhetoric and a lot of lessons from the NOI in that and it, it really started putting me on to those beliefs. We were on the same ship when the slaves were checked. I had to put your card, you was on the top deck, so I plotted my escape. I sort of in line between love and hate fast from the hog on the plate. I suffered brutal pain from whips and chains, punishments that were set to wash the brain. So look, listen, observe and also respect this jewel. Draw it up, detect and reflect this light I shine because my power is defined through the truth. Which manifest through eternal minds Purified gases and masses The same elements that help spark civilization classes I see brothers quote mad plus degrees Let professor ass niggas can't feed their own seeds If I recall correctly I was kind of Fusing the different things That were influencing me at the time So the, the Christianity the, the five percenters The Islam the Whatever else people would would talk about it So I was you know really struggling with what I believed in, in, but trying to be a spiritual person at the same time. And so I finally came to the conclusion that I just didn't believe in it. I mean, just to begin with, I remember I used to read the Bible somewhat regularly, and I just couldn't get past the actual stories. I, I remember thinking on more than one occasion that this stuff is just meant to scare me into believing. And that wasn't enough to keep me interested in it, really. On the other hand, I remember I would read Revelations on a regular basis because people talked about how, oh, it's preaching doomsday. It's about the destruction of the earth and all these types of things. But I found it fascinating. I found it entertaining more than anything just because of the imagery and everything. And, and so a lot of the songs that I was listening to at the time, they would have similar imagery in them. And so... Even though I was like struggling with it, I, I kind of felt like other people were on the same thing. Other people I, re I respected. I mean, Mob Deep, for instance, their whole album, their first two, well, the second and third album, Infamous and Hell on Earth, I feel like I was drawn to them because of how they talked about their topics. It, it was filled with like, kind of had like a lot of religious themes in it, even though I don't think, I don't remember them actually coming out and, and talking about these things in religious ways. It just had that feel to me. Same thing with the five percenters. They're always talking about, you know, wars with the devils and, and those types of things swinging swords and i mean yeah it's a bunch of kung fu stuff but they're talking about like battles between for them the original god and and the 10 percent who's who's brainwashing everybody and i was attracted to that i was like yeah that's what it's about you know we got to win this war <laughs> so <laughs> even though i guess at the time they would have because I still consider myself a Christian, they would have called me a 10 percenter. So, hey, whatever. <laughs> but I think that's probably why I was drawn to some of this is really just like the, the different imagery that people would use was stuff that I found comfortable. I found interesting. I found thought provoking, even if I didn't necessarily believe it. So I grew up in a predominantly white neighborhood and 
the church that my mother had us going to was overwhelmingly like probably 99% white and I, I didn't feel connected to either one at all which probably maybe is one reason why I struggled to believe in it so when I started hearing stuff like what the five percenters were talking about like which which in some ways although now I think is very problematic was empowering for young black men I think that hearing those ideas did really start to to impact me I, I, don't, I don't think I realized it at the time but I, I do think that it spoke to something in me that I wasn't quite aware of at the time and, and like I said I was also listening pe to people who were like explicitly political like uh Talib Kweli's manifesto Manifesto. This is what we want to see happen. For my people still breaking, grab writing and rapping. I rock the mic, writing exact. My life's my sacrifice. Take my mic in, I'm like a Chinese man with no rice. Oh yeah, we flipping through the pages of time. Divine design, like Vaseline on the faces of black children. We shining deeper than petroleum jelly. We in the air like conversations or cellies and just appear like stretch marks on bellies. After giving birth, you had to let go and plan for life. The manifesto it comes to be because I said so. Keep pushing. I got the cushion for the seed of your soul. Back in the day, they stole our smile, so we clothed our teeth. Gold and we frontin' from nigga to kid to son of God is wild Depending on labels for man, woman, and child My style just is all that's seen and all that's heard God gave us music so we pray with our words So I tap me in a constant meditation like a monk While Kweli speaks in tongues to get your intellect drunk I've always been a big fan of the Fugees ever since I heard Nappy Heads And I especially was interested in Lauryn Hill because I heard that song and I was like, yo, these two dudes are pretty cool, but yo, who's that female MC who just like completely blew me away? And so when that album came out, I mean, I was waiting for that album. I was, oh man, I was waiting for that album. I was so happy when it came out. And the thing I liked about Lost Ones, I mean, I, I believe it was her first single off that album, but the thing I liked about it is because she came out like with this battle style. And at the time, I, I considered myself to be training for the DMC World Championships. And my friends were MCs and they would battle each other. And, and I was just like, yo, Lauren Hill could take all you. <laughs> it's funny how money changes situation. Miscommunication leads to complication. My emancipation don't put your equation. I was on the humble you on every station. Someone play young Lauren like she done. Remember not to game, we wonder the sun. Everything you did has already been done. I know all the tricks from bricks to Kingston. My ting done, major king done, one wrong. Now understand El Boogie, not violent. But if a thing tests me, run to me, can Can't take a threat to me, no one son. El been this way since creation. A groupie call you far from temptation. Now you want ball over separation. Tarnish my image in the conversation. Who you gonna scrimmage like you the champion? It, it just it just gave me that much more appreciation of her of women in general i believe wholeheartedly that i was thoroughly indoctrinated as a sexist male but because i was raised by my mother had an older sister who i who i looked up to i think i was more receptive to ideas that that challenged sexism and patriarchy and i didn't understand it like that at the time but i just remember always being interested in women who were doing big things and trying not to call them certain names and that type of stuff and so when lauren hill came out i mean she had themes that were like oh brothers don't diss women <laughs> you know i was like yeah yeah that's right we we shouldn't be talking bad about women but at the same time she she did this this kind of like masculine thing with her lyrics and with just her, her 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 delivery her delivery was still somewhat framed by what was acceptable for men you know like she came out dissing Wyclef it was pretty aggressive that song in particular was pretty aggressive and so it was like still palatable to me and spoke to my sensibilities as a young man but challenged me in how I would think about myself as a young man and how I think about women. Now, now, how come your talk turn cold? Gain the whole world for the price of your soul. Trying to grab hold of what you can't control. Now you all lost for the sight to behold. Wisdom is better than silver and gold. I was hopeless, now I'm all hopeful. 
Every man wanna act like he's exempt. Need to get down on his knees and repent. Can't slick talk on the day of judgment. The movement's similar to a serpent. Try to play straight how your whole style been. Consequences, no coincidence. Hypocrites always wanna play in the sand. Always wanna take it to the full out extent. Always wanna make it seem like good intent. Never wanna face it when it's time for punishment. I know you don't wanna hear my opinion. Then how many paths and you must choose one. And if you don't change in the rain soon, come see your mic. She came out hard. And unfortunately, in a patriarchal misogynistic society, that's how you gotta come out to be heard. But then she didn't just come out hard dissing people. She also had all types of like thought provoking things in there, you know, so it like made her stand out from everybody else. She was she was showing like, hey, I could do what you want me to do. I could do what's expected of, of men as a woman, but I could also do something different. And you will respect me for that in, in, in a music industry and a political system that does not value women. As women, right? I, I, just, I just think that she and whoever decided what singles came out in what order did a good job. And I think they were aware of that, that certain things needed to be in certain places. I mean, because then she followed it up with that thing. I took a trip right after I got that that Lauryn Hill album. It was actually a trip to visit a bunch of Christian colleges. We left from Virginia, went to Texas, we went to Arkansas, Oklahoma, and Tennessee. But I was listening to that album the whole time. And I thought that that album was great because she was a Christian at the time. I think she might still be, I'm not sure. And I was like, oh man, this album's perfect. And so I'm playing it, playing it for like the people on the trip and everything. And they were disgusted by it. I was like, yo, what's wrong with this album, man? She's speaking truth. She's talking about the Bible. She's on this. She's on that. Like, oh, she said ass. I mean, they didn't say it like that. She said the A word. <laughs> I was like, so? Who cares? Listen to everything else. And they're like, oh, we don't think you should be listening to this. I was like, what? So that actually made the album more special for me because again at the time i was i was starting to read the bible a lot and everything and, and one of the things i remember is that when somebody's doing something that's right that's really praising the creator wholeheartedly then the non-believers will tear it down and i listened to it by myself like critiquing what was going on around me I didn't start like openly questioning to her until after I had went to college and came back. But me and my friends used to talk about it a lot. There were three people in particular who I used to just hang out with all the time. Two of them were MCs. One of them was a, a dancer and I was a DJ. And, and we used to just get together, listen to music, make mixtapes and, and break down lyrics. I used to talk to them about it. One of them was and still is a devout Christian. And he, he used to always say, oh, you're not supposed to question the Bible. You're not supposed to question God. And we used to just argue, I mean, all the time about it. Like, not not like in a way where we were fighting each other or whatever, but we would have really lively discussions about it. Because I was always questioning. I was like, man, but, you know, when the 5%ers say, who brings hell, sleet, snow, and earthquakes, 
what they're really saying is this and the one guy was like ah man i'll mess with that stuff it's it's blasphemous is this that and the third <laughs> i was like yeah but you could understand it like this and then the other two were like man forget all that religious stuff the song's dope and, and when he says that it's a metaphor and you know so the conversations would kind of be like that and and that's that's who i would that's why i would raise my questions and my critiques Snow and earthquakes, the beat breaks. Cause all my niggas to break, son. Styles are similar to criminals locked up with gats. Kettle tabernacles is fucked up. I live once, though. The mind stays infinite. Traveling to touch nine planets in my midst while I carry to earn a decent salary. Soon get married, raise a family. But the plan'll be real great. To sit up in the law, camp stacks and max. And real cats go watch my back. But listen to the woo, son. And maintain the soul real. Solving individuals kill. I fuck with Sony right, leave the poison alone. Projects infested with rats, cats, and crack homes. Half of us will try to make it. The other half will try to take I didn't even want to go to college. When I graduated from high school, I, I, I was going to go just because I thought I had to. But in that year that I took off, as far as music, music is concerned, and, and that's actually how I remember a lot of this, you know, like Commons Like Water for Chocolate came out. D'Angelo's Voodoo came out. Most Deaf Black on Both Sides came out right after I graduated. I graduated in 99. In that time, I remember listening to on Commons Like Water for Chocolate. It's called Ghetto Heaven. Featuring D'Angelo, I believe CeeLo's on it. So I, I can't remember all the lyrics to the song, but I remember listening to that song quite often, just thinking about religion. Before uh, me and my friends, we, we were into like cons- government conspiracy theories. We were reading like Behold the Pale Horse around that time and talking about how everything's an invention by the man to brainwash us. And <laughs> I just remember thinking, like, man, what if this isn't it? What if this religion that was chosen for me I did not choose it but that was chosen for me what if these things that I want to do with my life at the time I just wanted to I mainly just wanted to be a DJ for the rest of my life it's like what if these aren't it I need to start thinking of some other things searching for love throughout the ghetto young girls is thick righteousness is narrow I got my third I want the sparrow want my people Straight and a rock, sweet apparel. The mother of my child, we not together. Baby is the back. I got forever as the weather talks to us. Him rock and the Holy Spirit walks to us. The blood and eyes of the youth search for a God. I had already begun developing a political consciousness and had already de- decided that I needed to do something. I-, I wanted to work with young people. I made that decision around that time. That inspired me to go ahead and apply for college so I, I went to Virginia State University I went and visited there after I got accepted and I remember meeting a sister who I, I also ran track I was an athlete all throughout high school and wanted to continue being an athlete in college so I remember meeting a sister she was running and she looked like she ran track just because she was actually running by herself and so I stopped. I was like, hey, uh, do you know anything about the track program here? She was like, yeah, I run track. So anyway, that sold me. I, I, I started thinking, OK, I can run track here. And I talked to her in a little bit more detail, like not just about sports, but I was like, what type of activist type stuff do people do around here? I, I think I framed it like that because I didn't know how else to talk about it. I just remember hearing the word activist one day and thought that was the word I was supposed to use. And she kind of like lit up. She's like, oh, Oh, okay. Well, look, you know, let's not talk about it now. Are, are you going to come here this far? I said, yeah, I'm going to definitely come here. Like, no question. And she was like, we'll, we'll talk about it when you get here in the fall. A thug is a lost man in disguise, the rise and fall of a nation, even when the buildings stumble. I still stand tall. I walk through the valley with a life preserver, feeling the times that I might just murder. Yo, but that ain't what I was sent for. I want folks to say his life and meant more than any car, any rock, or any bra. He found ghetto heaven in himself and God. I got there in the fall, found her quickly, and found some other people, met some other people just kind of randomly, and they just started throwing books at, at me <laughs> about black identity. And, and I was really open to these things because... I had already, like, by the time I, I actually got to Virginia State, I decided that in order to be successful at 
starting a revolution. Again, I, I still had no clue what that was. I would just kind of th- throw it around. There were certain criteria. I had to, one, love black people for who they are without any chemical alterations, without any regard for, you know, the different skin colors, which my mom taught me anyway. I had to love people for who they are, especially black people for who they are. Because I did a little experiment myself in high school with an (laughs) S-curl. I had decided that perms were absolutely evil. Hey, fellas, tired of getting those hairdresser bills for hair that's not your own? Have you ever been to the herb spot and wondered why you haven't got any money to buy the good, good weed? Because you've been buying that weed. Give your woman the gift she deserves. The brand new, brand new After I started building with her and a couple other people a little bit, I started to look for things on my own. Like she stopped giving me books and telling me the book titles and stuff. I I, I had read the Blue Eye in high school because of most definitely quality song, Thieves in the Night. So I, I was looking for more stuff like that. I was like, you know, I like fiction. It still has some really good lessons in it. So I started picking up like Octavia Butler. I read Asada's biography because of the common song. I reread Malcolm X and Malcolm X autobiography and i started getting angry and that that's the only way i could say it i just really started getting mad oh and i watched the movie fresh right who who would ever think that fresh the movie would turn on somebody's political consciousness (laughs) but i guess when i'm already thinking these other things when i'm starting to understand what crack and united states economic system have in common you know and i see that movie of course, it's going to have a role in, in my developing political consciousness because I was critical of the movie itself, as well as cl- critical of what the movie was trying to tell me. So I started getting mad. This is after one semester. I went home. I was like, you know, the Bible's wrong. Adam and Eve weren't white, <laughs> which somebody said when I went home and went to church with my mom, right? Talk about how how beautiful and blind Eve was. I was like, no, that's a bunch of garbage. And they were like, pray for United States military missions in other countries. I was like, uh-uh. Yeah, I just became even more angry. And I started reading more. I started writing about these things more. And I started reading the Bible more and became even more critical of it. Waking up about 10 kids, jumping in the shower piece about the make moves to slide like grease. What I'm all about, text, checks with no respect. Your front, slamming your life, collect. So now I'm out in the night, fly, rocking that real nigga, don't die. Yes, down, draws connive, but you won't make in the pit stop. Going by your box of Glock, see, roll up, make your quit up. I was a DJ with the college radio station WVST I tried my best to not play music that I thought was feeding into the things that I became critical of so if songs were talking about clothes and and calling women all types of names and popping champagne all day my needle on my turntable is not touching this record i refuse what i what i like to say is i started preaching around the time i was like oh man y'all when you talk about clothes you're really feeding into this capitalist system that's oppressing us and you know people weren't really trying to hear it (laughs) but i became really vocal i met people who were on the same page i met this one brother in particular who who became like one of my best friends and he and i went to dc to participate in an affirmative action march. That was kind of like the extent of our our protest, but we were trying to organize like just people. We we're trying to get people together to do study groups, to start challenging the university administration, which we thought was corrupt, and to stop buying into what we saw as problematic aspects of American culture. 
Yo, he woke up in the days, back aching, breath smelling like liquor, dick smelling like sex, head bobbing like the bass from the club last night. No idea how he left, needless to say, perplexed as he looked around the room that he'd never been in. Candles all around the bed, sheets quite feminine, bucket necking with his kicks on, breakaway jean drawers and sweater velour on the bedroom floor. He heard singing from the shower from the bathroom door, sounded like Melba Moore, but he couldn't be sure. I was at Penn State at the time. And I was listening to the college radio station. I had just met the DJs, and they were going to let me do a, like a little guest spot. So I was listening to this show. They played one for the Griot. And that song, I mean, just the way he was telling stories, I was like, yo, who is this dude? And so right after that, they played his song, A Charmed Life. And I mean, I was like, yo, this beat is crazy. It was just like real simple had barely any percussion the piano loop was real strong and and i loved it and so i i, I was talking to the djs and i was like yo what was that song you played it's like the first one to do was was like telling a story about being stuck at when well i stuck at someone's house but he woke up with some woman he didn't know and then the other one he's like talking about his life they're like oh yeah that's jay line that's jay line and i got the cd that day Twenty-five times, and I still find new ways to recognize shine. It's like light gets better with age. The way your song sounds better on stage, and rhyme books get better with each page. But before the first bar was written, a first verse was spitting. Before label execs was bullshitting. Way back when Auntie Lean, Aunt Mimi, and Aunt Jackie was babysitting. Before food was bitten, consumed through a nipple. I'm talking about when times are simple to make a So those are the songs that put me on. But my favorite song on the album is is traveling music. On the record, it's it's the song right before Charm Life, and he kind of says some of the same things. Like that's that's one thing about Jay Live. He like constantly repackages his his lyrics and makes them relevant to whatever's coming next. Just the way the song comes in, I, I would I would play it. I mean, there's no way to explain it. I, I would just have to play it. Like anytime I try to talk about certain music i'm like i can't even explain it to you You just got to hear it for yourself and then we can talk about it so the, the music comes in and then he comes in from the i-9-5 to the autobahn i did grooves and ride tracks like an autobahn now i'm a dj I, he said i did grooves and ride tracks like an autobahn I was like, hold up, I can't even listen to the rest of the song. I gotta rewind, and he's only two bars in. From the I-95 to the Audubon, I did grooves and ride tracks like an order farm. The rain might stop, but that don't mean the water's gone. It's kind of deep, huh? Well, this is that sort of song. The kind of shit that make your whole life montage. To recognize you ain't that small or that large. To make you want to stay humble yet headstrong. Enough to tell a motherfucker when he dead wrong. Cause from the Barazano Bridge to the Golden Gate. I mean... <laughs> And then, and you know, the rain might stop, but that don't mean the water gone. It's kind of deep, huh? Well, this is that sort of song. I mean, it's like, yo, this dude knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. I mean, he's he's a wordsmith, right? A lyrical genius. This cat, he's very knowledgeable of a broad range of things, right? He had, like, really explicit political themes on the, on the record. He had really introspective songs like A Charm Life. But then he has just like fun, like who would ever think of this songs like One for the Grill, right? Where he, I mean, he's just like, yo, I'm a lyricist. I'm an MC. I'm a divine MC for you, which he does in a poem <laughs> on that album. He's like, but guess what? I also, I love children. I love my brothers. I love sisters. I love everybody. And just like it kind of gave me the same feeling as when I heard the miseducation of Lauryn Hill. Same feeling as when I heard if you can hear, you can hear. And then later, black on both sides. I mean, there's probably only three or four records that I that I still listen to semi-regularly and i know all the lyrics to every song i mean for real it's like black on both sides the miseducation of lauren hill and jay lies all of the above I put the pen to the pad and I procreate To put the rhyme to your mind in a sober state And intoxicate Here, let me demonstrate Page one, chapter one, game one, live one Win some, lose some, game from, live from Lands where fans get open when the man spit Rands get gotten for the verses that I transmit Damn kid, thought by, elders that walk by Young Jake, mind state, so fly, thought high But not just my, in the minds I make Me able to bring the rain, hair snow I graduated from Virginia State and 
and shortly after that, the following year, I, I enrolled in grad school at the University of Illinois. And I was getting a PhD in history from the University of Illinois, Urbana-Champaign. And so for the first three years, I mean, grad school was kicking my butt. That's all I did. <laughs> but then I moved to Chicago after I was done with coursework and everything. And I started working with the Chicago Freedom School, which is a not-for-profit organization in Chicago that, that works with black and Latino youth. And the main, man, it's so hard to sum up what they do. I, I say it's an activist training camp for youth. It's the idea that young people have as much to contribute and have ideas that are as valuable as adults. And so it's, it's all about making sure that they can participate on an equal level in making positive changes to their communities as the adults. And, and I always say that people are like, oh, well, you know, they don't know this and that. And that's, that's fine. That's not what we're talking about. The, the, the idea is you, everybody needs to be educated or trained to do a job well. The problem is that young people oftentimes aren't even given that opportunity because people look down on them and say, oh, you're just a kid. So Chicago Freedom School is trying to undo that mentality and trying to give young people opportunities to empower themselves and, and to do better in their community. Hey, yo, Camera, tragedy, comedy, romance, you better dance when you fight and stand so you never have a fighting chance in a rat race where the referee's son started way in advance, but still you live in the American dream, silk PJ sheets and down pillows, who the fuck will wanna wake up, you got it good like hot sex after the breakup, your four car garage is just more space to take up, you even bought your mama new whip, scrap the jalopy, it is one of the most fulfilling things I've ever done in my life, I'm working with that organization. It's a powerful space. The young people that come through are phenomenal, amazing. I mean, they're, they're really intelligent. They're really critical. I, I got into education, educating myself, because I wanted to use it as a tool to work with oppressed communities. And, I mean, that alone justified everything, because, I mean, I wouldn't have moved to Illinois. I wouldn't have went to Chicago eventually had I not decided to pursue a PhD. Chicago Freedom School justified that move. <laughs> but I've also had the opportunity to work with young people in other spaces. Most recently was at Westtown Bikes, working with youth from mainly from like Austin and, and North Lawndale. I'm in a job training program, but it, it became a space where we could talk about what is oppression how does it operate? How do we participate in oppressing other people and oppressing ourselves? I've done trainings with young people, especially young men, who, who want to destroy violence against women and girls. That led to opportunities for me to also work with adults on basically doing anti-sexism and anti-violence trainings. I've been fortunate to know a lot of organizers and educators who would call on me to teach DJing, to help plant a garden, to, you know, just, just these, these small, sometimes like just everyday interactions that we often overlook, but which I think do more to make a positive impact in oppressed communities or just then the the really visible political organizing and mobilization. I mean, I, I think that demonstrations are necessary, but I think that everyday interactions, making sure that those are as healthy as possible, go a lot further. And, and that's what being in spaces like Chicago Freedom School, Westtown Bikes, and other spaces that I've that I've been in have allowed me to see and to understand. Thousand dollar habit, million dollar hobby. You a success story. Everybody want a copy, but few work for it. Most get jerked for it. If you think that you can ignore it, you're ignorant. A fat wallet still never made a man free. They say to eat good, yo, you gotta swallow your pride. But dead dad game plan, I'm not satisfied. The poor get work, the rich get richer, the world gets worse. Do you get the picture? The poor gets dead, the rich get depressed. The Get 
I began DJing because at the time I, I loved hip hop and I loved the actual art form of manipulating sounds with the vinyl. And that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to become a battle DJ. I wanted to do the DMC thing. But I quickly realized that you need to have money in order to get top of the line equipment to practice on. And then you can't be involved in everything like I was. You know, you can't be doing sports. You can't have a job. You can't be kicking it with your friends all the time while you're going to school and trying to get good grades. You know, it takes a certain amount of dedication. And so I switched up my focus. I began to have the desire to play parties. And I wanted to play what I thought was good music. I wanted to play Most Deaf, Dela, Bahamadia, Lauren Hill, The Roots. I wanted to play that at, at parties because I was like, man, it's danceable. People say they hey, want yo. danceable stuff. You ready? This is very danceable. It's got a nice Let's rhythm. Do it. It's got a nice melody, whatever. Yeah. I learned the hard way that danceable means something completely different than what you would think just you know looking at the word or hearing it it doesn't mean does it have a good melody or beat it means is it familiar to me do i hear it on the radio so that made it hard for me to be a party dj <laughs> i'm the definition of half man half drugs ask the clubs bad boy that's what's up after bucks crush crews after us no games we ain't laughing much nothing but big things check the hit list how we twist shit what changed with the name we still here you're rocking with the best don't worry if i write rhymes i write checks and i mean i i did and do parties right i, I was playing all the all the master p and puff daddy and all that stuff but it did make it difficult because i was then forced to purchase stuff that i didn't even like and so after i got into radio and had a little bit more say in what i would play i started to think that that would be the best way to go and i still love radio but i also learned there's a whole world of music out there that i had not been exposed to beyond hip-hop and r&b and whatever else I heard on the radio, the rock, the no doubt, the alternative pop stuff. Beyond that, there, there's reggae, soca, dance hall, which I'm fortunate enough to have been exposed to. That made comments like Water for Chocolate, which is a tribute to Fela Kuti, made me so ready for that when I heard it. heard Fela Kuti I was I needed it I wanted it and it changed everything for me about about DJing I, I then began the slow process of finding other music that people would dance to that was positive that wasn't oppressive that was still good and in recent years like the last couple years I learned that there are tons of people out there who feel the same way as I do. I know a lot of women who consider themselves to be feminists, womanists, and everything else. I know a lot of men who consider themselves to be allies to, to women, trans folk, queer folk, and people who are in solidarity with them. And they don't want to hear Waka or Vibes Cartel, if we're talking about dance hall, talk about them like they're subhuman and like they don't have a right to be who they are and so i've gotten into of course afrobeat i've gotten into south african house i play that a lot kwaito which is also from south africa which is mixed in with the house and golden house and kuduro music from kenya from tanzania nigeria all over the world i listen to a lot of cumbia now I mean, there's just a lot of good, positive music out there, along with some of the hip-hop that's coming out now. Yeah. Wait, my 
marvel at the state of honor, man You turn around and treat Ghana like a garbage can America's a big motherfucking garbage man If you ain't know you part and parcel of the proper lamb You say no you ain't, and I say yes you is Soon as you find out what planned obsolescence is You say no they didn't, and I say yes they did The definition of unnecessariness Manifested, say that we should protest just to get arrested That goes against all my hustling ethics A bunch of jail niggas say it's highly ineffective Depart from R and connect on Malcolm X tip Insert ball when the similar to separate to I me. always had the desire to resist Just playing the top 40 Just playing what's on the radio Because it made me it made these other sounds palatable to me. I'm glad that I was raised hearing a variety of sounds. I mean, I, I, I kind of connected with hip-hop a lot more than I connected with rock, but I always heard it. I always heard alternative and indie stuff just because of who I was around. My best friend loves, like, folk music and stuff. He always listened to it when we were, when we were younger. And so I'm able to pull on a wide variety of sources now and incorporate them in my DJing. And as I said earlier, I consider myself to be a turntable liberationist, which is a play on the idea of a turntablist, but also, you know, like a liberation seeker or whatever you want to call it, an activist, I guess. So I am very careful to filter out songs that I believe to be oppressive. And sometimes I mess up. I miss things. I don't hear things. Or because I'm still a recovering sexist, recovering homophobe, and all these other things, I just don't always know. But people pointed out to me, they let me know, like, yo, that wasn't cool when so-and-so said this. I, I still love the tricks, right? I, I still love to scratch, but I see DJing as another tool at my disposal to put something positive in the universe. And I'm, I'm very intentional about that very very intentional i mean i want to say that you can listen to any of my mixes that are online and you would get that from them i, I believe that to be true <laughs> i guess there's something wrong with me because i don't fit in no one wants to touch it no one knows where to begin i just want more than one membership more than one club because i owe my life to the people that i love he puts me up and down but he knows what time it is Hip-hop matters because at, at, at hip-hop's foundation is an idea, are the ideas of being critical of what's around us and empowering oneself. That is kind of... I mean, even even the hip hop I don't like, there's still they still kind of have those themes, um, even if I don't agree with how they how they come across. Hip hop has changed American culture to the point where not not just American culture, but culture all over various cultures all over the globe. They incorporate elements of hip hop in them. Unfortunately, with that widespread just proliferation of hip-hop culture, other people have gotten a hold of it and have emphasized the more negative, oppressive, materialistic aspects of it. But that still matters. I mean, even if I don't like it, it has such a... Even if I don't agree with how it's being used, hip-hop is a huge tool that people use to deliver messages and ideas. 